3: Let's erase any doubt Todd's almost always joking When he says Edit it out The intro goes long Cause Todd's so big hearted Other podcasts And before his gets started The intros are recorded On a phone But don't worry The audio of the show Is at a higher quality You know the Podcasters Association Voted the Todd Glass Show a number one So Welcome to the show.
2: Wow. Wow. Right? Wow. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. So today's show, it is... Oh, by the way, I finally got this little clip for my camera that's going to let me be able to call people on the show. Camera stand, I should say, to hook my phone onto. Just make it a lot easier to make calls. Because I want to start calling a ton of people. I always do the same thing every week because I, I need to plan it. Like, you know, I ask someone like, Hey, Daniel or Rory, do you want to do the whole show with me? And I think that'll be fun. And it sounds clear as day now. It'll sound great. Hmm. Well, for whatever it's worth, I'm glad we're here. You'll find out today during this episode what I'm talking about, but I, there's one little topic that we talked about, but well, you'll hear it, you'll hear it in today's show. All right, no need to repeat it again. So listen to the opening. Well, this is the opening. I guess just listen to the beginning of the show, but I imagine you do that. Otherwise, you just what? Fast forwarding to Chris Farron singing Mr. Rogers. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. So there's really not a lot to say. Uh, The first hour I talk about uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And the uh, second hour I just get silly. And it was fun. Still finding my way. I know that sounds crazy, but I am. And uh, there you go. So that's it. Um, by the way, I did these things with Scott Moran. You know when we did the pandemic tips, we did a little bit of this where I would open up I just opened up a window, a little teeny window in my bathroom It's like a little old barn window. I opened it up and was you know he had the camera outside, so he came back today and we did just that just the window and he's and i and we talked about it he's going to do other. Comedians, literally, that he doesn't have to come in their house. They go to one window, open it up, stick their head out of it, and then he just um, uh, stays outside with the camera. And you can just say, talk. It's the closest I felt to doing stand up in a while. But you can do anything. You could. He said, whoever he goes to, whoever's houses he goes to, they could read something. They could just have free thought. Like I mean, I wrote down some things on a piece of paper and. They were things I would probably normally go out and do if I was doing stand up right now, and some new thoughts, and then some old thoughts, but he didn't care. He said, just whatever. Smoked a little pot. Next thing you know, I was talking about stuff I didn't even plan on talking about. He, and that's it. Nothing to plan. So he's going to do other comedians now, and then start putting those out. I think it's going to be really cool. And I think comedians will like doing them because it's easy. There's no prep. You're inside, boom, bang. From the creator of Modern Comedian Alright, enjoy the show And um, next week's going to be oh, You're going to see major improvements Email me nice things, I'm insecure
3: It's a solo Todd Glass show The only guest is the
2: host And Todd is the host so, for the first time ever in the history of the Todd Glass Show, I'm in here all by myself from the beginning. Now, um, my girlfriend's brother did come in and like, start press, you know, what needs to be pressed, which I could do at this point, point. Uh, and uh, left, and now I'm here all by myself. I feel great. I appreciate you more than ever. And uh, I cannot wait to have a silly dance party in here. But until then, I'm all right. I'm enjoying this. But I'm, I started thinking about like some of the fun we've had in the studio. And it's a lot. It really is absurd. Just people being at their silliest, at their, I think at their best. So I miss. Uh, Aaron, I miss John, I miss Eric Olson, Aristotle, of course, and uh, and I'm ha- and I'm also having a ball playing doing playing playing all by myself. So uh, I don't mean to be overly melodramatic, but I feel I'm in a very warm, fuzzy mood right now, and I'm glad we're together. And uh, let's start with I don't know Today, Let me tell you this right now. I'm going to be playing some stuff from my phone, but also from the iPad. So there might be a little confusion. They both have their separate line. I gave them both their own lines in. And, but I'm not sure if this adapter crackles. Or it might be time for a new one. By the way, from now on, I'm buying all, everything now, Hey, tech Jonathan, I spend money on wires. There's one company you can order wires from, and they label them. Like you could put iPad to, You know, main board, or Todd Glass, iPad, the main board. They labeled it. At least that's what it looked like on the, on the, when you, on this, uh, well, the amazing Jonathan, not the amazing Jonathan, uh, he is the amazing Jonathan. Amazing the Jonathan is a comedian, is a magician, comedian, Um, tech Jonathan, Jonathan. He uh, sent me, I said, I want to spend some money on wires, because I notice when I do here in the studio, those wires last longer. So I'm at the point, I want to start spending money on wires, you know. Um, and uh, he sent me this link, and on the link it said, do you want your wire labeled? So I would imagine, unless it was like to be shipped, how do you want it? No, I'm pretty sure it was the labels, and they were a lot more. They were about three times as much as cheap wires. But uh, I'm, doing it. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I cannot wait, there's gonna be a day, I just bought brand new speakers for the studio, nice ones. I spent, the new speakers are powered, you know, they're not like running to a place to get power. The speaker itself is powered. And I spent a reasonable amount of money on both. So these are going to come down and go in the house. And then the new, the new system in here is going to sound, un, just going to sound unbelievable. And then there's going to be a day, see because the way I think things are going to go forward in the beginning is Aristotle will not be here every week. Even if things were normal, even if this never happened, the coronavirus. But through the coronavirus, I learned that I can do this, you know, uh, if I need to. So when Aristotle's not here, uh, and most of that's because Aristotle slowly taught it to me over the last seven years. There's a lot to, you know, he sits at that board and there is a lot to know. Luckily, I'd got to sit here and slowly learn. And by the way, if Aristotle was here every week, I'd, I'd do a backflip too. But even without the coronavirus, he was too busy to be able to come here every week. So I, I made it with him like, you know what? When you can be here, you can. You might not be here for two, a month, and then so that's sort of what's going on. So, uh, so, but in the meantime, I've used it. I've, I'm, I'm good. Like I, it took like ten phone calls with him, and uh, I, I know a lot. And here's, I don't even know if you care about this, but when Tech Jonathan, I call him Tech Jonathan. Um, when Jonathan Roca, no, no, that's different. That's, uh, is it? No. Um, Jonathan, are you listening? Uh, and your brother um, we 're going to simplify the studio, like I have the new speakers there 's no more the speakers are powered, so there 's no more secondary amp needed, so that gets gone, and then this board goes a lot of stuff goes we 're going to spend a day in here just labeling and we already have stuff labeled we 're going to take it to the next level and then uh, will 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 be good to go so I when, when will Jonathan be able to come here? I don't know I don't know it's not only when they say it's safe. It's when he feels safe But uh, in the meantime, I can't believe everything's running as good as it runs Now the music for instance The way I did it. I don't have it running through the board itself the, 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 your, It's playing through the house PA system then that gets picked up through the microphones at the table even though it's only me at the table, I left all the microphones on a little so, uh, so it can pick up the other, the PA system that runs through the house. You don't need to know all that. I don't know, maybe you'd like to know. You're like, now you know everything that's going on. You know what the place looks like, you've looked at pictures of it. Now you know what's going on over here, right? That's not so bad. I want something fun and happy to open the show.
3: I saw a sparkle of rain I saw it kissing
2: Is there a reverb in here? Hello?
3: Hello?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, so I'm going to get this out of the way. First thing I want to talk about is now this might be news to certain people, but last week I'm going to get this out of the way and up front. I'm going to tell you how long this is so I can say hey, if you don't want to hear my discussion on comedy, go right to the, you know, go right to 32 minutes or hopefully it'll be 15 minutes. That's my goal. Last week I dropped a show and i took it back i took it I, and then i took it off i talked about two things the first part i thought i did talk about it clearer than i've ever talked about it and also with a, an anger and a rage that was honest and i thought about like not dropping it because you know i was i thought well that's not that's not a way to express yourself and and i thought and again, I prefaced in it that I'm not talking to somebody in front of me. You know, I would never, ever, ever even get close if I was, even we were on completely different pages. I have this happen. I go home for the holidays, uh, not the direct family, but so, and I, no, 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 no. I'm proud of myself in this situation. There is a time and a place, even me as opinionated as I am. So, uh, but I, I wanna learn to communicate. I wanna be able to communicate well. And there was, it was, I was, so I was yelling, but like I said, not at a person, you know. Uh, it, I call it yelling into the canyon, as I explained on the show. But so, so, but but still, it was still, even with that, even though it wasn't at another person across, sitting across from me, um, still, I know that this ultimately gets into people's ears. And, and, uh, but I thought, so I'll edit it. But I thought, well, no, you, it's, it's who you, you were, you did it. You don't, don't be phony about who you are. You have moments of, you know, uh, so but there was a lot of anger. The part about the R word and why people it broke it down. You know that people that go, well, you can't compare uh, little people to or midgets to uh, the N word because you know they try to make that point. And I feel even the most brilliant of comedians misses that it time will make it the same. I know you're just you're right. Ones okay, but. I'm not going to break it down now because I do it. I thought I did that better than I've ever done it before. So I thought, so I, so I, and then I talked about Jerry Seinfeld, which I didn't feel I did a great job. I hadn't watched this whole special and that's a big no, no. And I uh, talked to a friend of mine. He said, you got to watch the whole special. Even if you, you don't think you need to, you need to, you need to watch the whole special. So I thought, well, I'll drop the part where I talk about the, the, basically it's a, it's a it was a, it was a, cry to my fellow comedian friends that I, that I respect. Forget about people that I... It was, it was a cry to my comedian friends that I respect. Well, how about this? That, yeah, yeah, that I think you're funny. I wanted to get my thoughts straight. Yes. The, of course, not everybody, but it was a cry to my friend. Yeah, I think you're funny. I think it, it was a cry to them. That I felt I did a good job with. Then part two was um, talking about Jerry Seinfeld. I, don't, I didn't think I'd do a good job at that. So I took it down, and I thought, I'll release the first part, and then I'll watch the whole special. And when I've done that, then I'll release it all. And it'll just, I'll be honest, you'll listen to the first part, I'll do an opening. I'll go, the first part is me talking about this, I did it back two weeks ago. The second part is uh, now me giving talking about the same thing that I talked about, the episode that I released and pulled, but I watched the whole show. And I had time to get some of my thoughts straight and clean things up and clean up examples. And that's what I'll do. And that and that's uh, what I thought I was going to do and, and still might do. Because I really did do the first part. I was proud of it. I was frustrated. I was angry. But I included everything I like to include when I talk about something. Have it mixed with kindness, mixed some rage I have to be honest about. And then, but... So anyway, I will release the first one. I will. I'll I'll release it. But that's it all by itself. I'll just drop it. I'll go, hey, I talked about this. It's a 20-minute podcast. I'll drop it. It's like a 20-minute podcast. Yeah, it's just about that. And that's what I'm going to do with the first part. Um, And I will. But I thought at a calmer place, you know, and look, a lot of people, I feel bad if somebody, like some people did get the episode. Some people didn't. Some people don't. You know, I know you don't even give a shit. But, um. To see the, the difference that I hit it. Like the one point the way I was talking about it. But who cares, right? Y- you do. <laughs> um, I'm by myself, remember everybody. Uh, to George Carlin, I'm by myself. So, and then I, but, but I don't, here's why I'm not going to now uh, have to watch. I will watch the Jerry Seinfeld whole uh, show, the whole Netflix special. But what I'm going to comment on now, I think even the person that told me, Todd, you got to watch the whole special, would say, no, no, to talk about that, you don't. And that's how I thought I would talk about it. What really bothers me about and why I think it's worth talking about, because believe me, it's the opposite of what some people might think. Like, oh, you're just looking or you go, come on, you just this, you made this your thing. No, the really the thing that ground that, that rubbed me the wrong way about Jerry was. And this I can talk about. Um, is his holding on to well? Let me let me, hold on. Let me start over. And I'm going to repeat myself. And I do think that I have to attach why I'm why I'm angry and pissed off at him. And uh, does it even matter? You think anything matters? No, some things don't. Some things you you learn. Was it worth your energy, Todd? or anybody asks themselves really like and the answer to me this is very much matter of fact it's not my instinct to want to deal with this it's <laughs> something just fell off the uh, something just fell off the wall it was like la- it was like taped up there and it just fell off well can i do my show with it there yeah no part- hold on let me go fix it uh it was something that was taped up on the wall temporarily temporarily there we go. all right I'm coming back on the way back I'm going to turn off a few more even when it's just me in the studio sometimes I turn on the little lights that illuminate the band you know the top the placards that say like the band the top glass band <laughs> so I have all these sort of uh, they're on the drums. They're on the keyboards. I, I light them up just so it looks good in here for me. But ah, I just turned them all off since I had to get up. I hope we're still recording. And uh, so a while back, and, and I'm going to tell you just just why a com- from a com- calmer way uh, what I thought about his Netflix special. Th- eh, maybe down the road if I feel like talking about it. But that's not that's not that's not really what was bothering me. Uh the meat of it was that a while back, Jerry, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Mr. Seinfeld, I should call him, um, was on a show and they were talking about, you know, what you could, you know, colleges, you can't say anything anymore. And I know people that are listening are going, oh, we've heard you talk about this. And, and that's what I'm saying. You don't have to listen to the opening but I think the only reason you wouldn't want to hear me talk about it if I still have your ear, because I'm always worried there's someone, you know, I'm just, ah, I can't. The only reason I don't have your ear is because if this will keep your ear a little longer, I swear, not from a place of cockiness. When my doctor knows things I don't know or when someone that knows stuff about the the soundboard, I don't think they they, they never talk to me with disrespectful. If they do, I wouldn't like it, and I don't want to come off that way to you. So I say it with, with all due respect, I think if you're thinking, Todd, like, I like you. I think you're funny. I know there's another group of people going, Todd, go, go, go. We got you. We we're with you. We, we un- but for the people that go, and they mean it, they really do like me, but st- I don't think you believe how much I think this ties into really damage and it hurts people. It hurts people that are just trying to live. This, t- this adage. And on a scale from 1 to 10, if 10 is the worst things you could say that make it hard for other people to breathe because your opinions get out there, even if it's a 2 or a 1, why? If if, if you caught yourself, hey, I think if no one ever said anything and then some something you said gets out there, but no one ever begged you to stop it, that's embarrassing sometimes. You're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have. But you get it. People will give you credit. People will listen to your old body of work. They'll watch. I've seen people evolve. God knows I have. I found something today that... I didn't like on the uh, on the internet. I was like,
3: "Wow!"
2: And it was a and I used and I was t- and I said, "Fat people." And it, and in context, it was like about um this guy at a hot dog stand, and 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 it was just saying, "Yeah." And, and even now, as I go to repeat it, you can hear me. I'm but it was it was all I referenced him as a a fat guy, and I thought I I, I could do better than that, but it's okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not the worst person in the world. But I'm saying any level of that, and I think that what the level of it is on a scale from one to ten ten being the worst you know words that come out of people's mouths how they end up triggering other people to do things that maybe are even everything up to physical or or belittling a group of people because of the words that come out of your mouth as a comedian or a podcast host or a human being uh i think if i'm about ready to lose you it's because i really i mean this like not in a snarky way you, you, you think, no, they're just this is a joke that doesn't connect with, and I'm, a, I'm about to try to my hardest to tell you it does. So I'm, t- I'm starting with it's not the worst thing in the world. I've said this every time I talk about it, and I mean it. This joke that I'm about to dissect in some of his behavior, it is minimal. It is not the biggest deal in the world, which then in turn makes it a big deal. Wasn't that what you... Is is that would I be wrong to say that's sort of what the show is about? Because the show is about no, no, probably not. But anyway, it is. It isn't. I'm, it's not the worst. It's not the. Mo- but the adage and, and who you gave. Okay, so let me go one step at a time. Because again, not everybody listens to every show, and I want you to remember that too, the listener. If you're going, oh, we know this, Todd. We want to hear. You know, if you have something to say on top of what we already know, you say go. But we got the bases down because we listen to your show. I don't consider everybody does, so stay with me. It started with, there was a show, and he talked about, someone said uh, certain comedians don't want to work colleges today. Jerry never said he didn't work colleges. He just said, so, and that's what he kept saying. Well, I don't know how this story got legs. I never said I worked a college. I was telling a story about a friend, and that's true. But he commiserated which he has a right to do, but just don't play with my fucking head. Like, wait, he's going, I never said that. Come on, Jerry, you're smart enough to know that really people don't give a shit if you work or not work colleges. That's not, you think that's what they're, wait, does he work colleges? Doesn't he? Oh, he said, he he, he." no, if you're right, if that's what someone at home was thinking, if they were going, wait, now I don't understand, honey. Does Jerry work colleges? I I don't know. Does he not? Because he said, this comedian says, he said he doesn't work them anymore. I guess he worked them. Yes. Then it would. Then they. That person would need to hear. No, Jerry never said he worked colleges. He was telling a story about a friend, not him. Yeah, that would ease that person. But I think me and most people hopefully are going. No, it's more about that he commiserated with something, and gave that group of people validity in what they're saying was right, which is. I'm not going to become a hypocrite, which is fine. That's what he should do. You give your opinion. And sometimes you have someone that throws a lifeline to you or your cause. And sometimes they throw a lifeline to the other person's cause. But when, when, when the person throws a lifeline to you, especially when they have a big voice, it feels good. And I know it felt good for the other side to hear Jerry Seinfeld. Because if Jerry is having trouble and he told a story... And uh, when that person told the story about working colleges, or you know, not not right at the same interview, but it was, it was it was going around. There were a few comedians that said you can't work colleges, which we'll talk about later. I'll play a clip from Dennis Miller, but it was going around and still is. You know, can't work colleges anymore. They're so PC. They're so PC. It got brought up with Jerry since he never worked colleges. Then he told a story that commiserated with that side. All right, that's what it is. Not that you. So please, like. And it's hard to talk about Jerry too kindly because he's very aloof. So it's hard for me not to. And if anyone thinks it's not worth breaking Jerry Seinfeld down, if you're going, Todd, I love you, but this is not worth it. Well, then you got a problem with him, too. Because he did a documentary breaking down. He, I mean, it, that documentary was about a lot, which, by the way, I loved. I loved the documentary. Uh, but in the documentary, a big part of it was calling light to Orny Adams. And I had no problem with it. I didn't know Orny then. So I but I didn't ever go oh that was ooh but he I don't think he edited in to make him look bad he just showed at Orney and I di- I didn't watch that I, I liked it I liked Jerry when he I liked that movie I like I liked I should probably stop here and and include this Um maybe I should have said it up front But I'm going to say it right now and then I'm going to go right back to the joke that he commiserated with you got me here i'm gonna go right back to the not that you work colleges jerry i agree you just told a story about you were telling us a story about a friend and then you're commiserating we're gonna go right back to that but but i'm gonna say what i said on the first time i gave an attempt to talk about this and why it bothers me and i will get clarity on this I never. I think when you have when you have to an opinion like this on somebody, you have to rule out reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt that I got to stick up my ass against Jerry Seinfeld. I don't. I always liked his opinions on stand up comedy. I thought they were clean. I thought he had a respect for stand up comedy that I really liked. And um, I guess when it came to his act, I my my opinion on Jerry was. You know, a lot of people can say, like, you know, did you ever do this? Did you ever? That was a parody. I thought Jerry took things that were mundane, like the, 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 the reason the pharmacist is so high up. Things that really not every single person was talking about. It was just sort of a given. We lived our lives. And then somebody is like the first person, you know, to talk about these, these simple things. But it's not only talking about those simple things. He then put them together in a way that nobody else could have. Yes, anybody can go. Remember Water Wiggles, and that's all they do in the audience. Ah, yeah, that's right, guy. was a fucked up toy. Could eat you in your head. <laughs> no, I thought Jerry did it in a different way. So I, I that, but you know. So as far as his stand-up comedy goes. And uh, I, liked, I respect his opinions on comedy. They were nice. I, even when he did commercials, I remember thinking, you know what? People always fantasize, as, as I think anybody in the business, would you do commercials? And I think the reason they do that is because can they make you look like you're better? You know, make, oh, does he really need the money? Does he need to be, you know, doing dog food commercials? But I think what we're really saying is it hurts you. are better than that. You look... You've, you've more, but Jerry's AMX ads—I remember having this conversation. I was like, "They look great." It just proves, yeah, you can do a commercial. Just—it's a stylistic commercial. He's not holding up a, you know, a bucket of chicken or anything. And um, hey, and if you need to do that, you know what? You do that too, because uh, because you know, I don't—I'm not. This—the point of this isn't to, to judge. It's the exact opposite. It's to say that I was even defending him on that when he did ads. Well, you know, I don't know if defending is the right word, but. It, it, when, when those ads come up, not even specifically talking about Jerry Seinfeld, when they come up of, you see someone do an ad, I always would use his as an example. I'd be like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't, you could say, doesn't need the money. Who knows if he gives it to charity? But even if he didn't, those American Express commercials are cool. And his show, I still love his show. I still love the show. Um, but, so, right back to the point of what was the story that Jerry Seinfeld told to commiserate with the person that's saying you can't do colleges? He heard someone say something about colleges, that they're PC, and even though he didn't work at college, he think, he he f- shared a story of the same sentiment he felt. And uh, in the, in that, he says that a lot of people, and this is his joke, a lot of people say, oh, my friends are so important to me. My friends are so important to me. Which, by the way, I might lose you here, but... I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that's a, a, a real premise. Yeah, I'm picking on him. I'm picking on him a little. I might lose you here. Why? Why could this isn't the meat of it? Because I just don't. You decide. There's a thing in comedy like you just don't want to like make up a thing that was said to you to have a reaction. And by the way, I've done it plenty of times. Just as you as you get older, you listen to your old premises, and as you evolve, it doesn't mean. By the way, yeah, okay, no. So so but but uh, oh my friends I don't think I've ever said it and I hopefully to me if you're around people that are saying that all the time that sounds my friends are so important to me my friends are so important to me I don't who says that Anyway let's may pretend they do So he said oh really see that's the problem if it's oh really to something that maybe was never said um but again that's a stupid my mo- my own, uh, just shut up, Todd. Get to the meat of it. Okay, so, okay, all right. So, people are always saying that. My friends are so important to me. My friends are so important to me. Oh, really? He says in his act, he tells that story. Oh, really? Doesn't seem like it the way you scroll through your phone like a gay French king. And he goes, I felt. You feel a silence in the audience," he said. "It's not like they booed. It's not. He's even tell it's his version. No, he's just saying you felt the collective sigh. Like there's not laughing at a joke that used to always get a laugh at. And as a comedian, look, if you have a joke that's three years old or ten years old or whatever it is, and you're for some reason you're doing it. I do jokes that are three years old. I might change them around, but sometimes you do certain shows. Hey, at corporate shows, I'll pull out a fifteen-year-old joke. I do what I got to do. These people have never seen me, so whatever the, whatever it is, you know. Um, you th- you scroll through the phone like a gay French king. and he says, "You feel like a collective sigh, which to me says w- this is what my opinion of that collective sigh is." Look, I don't want to say, sometimes you lazily talk, you go, it's not a dumb audience. No, look, nobody's dumb. It's not, it's, I, I could do, let's put it this way, I'd like to be better than explaining people that way. But if you felt that collective sigh, nobody booed, right away I think as an audience, when nobody boos, because the audience needs to have power, unfortunately that power can't be heckling. Even if I happen to agree, like once in a blue moon, most hecklers aren't too enlightened. But let's say there was a heckler that went, you're talking about the relationships of men and women in a very old-fashioned way. A lot of comedians do that. you know. They're desperate to still... But, but still, no, no. Just because I agree with this, even if it was a freak heckler, no. And I love that um, Jared in The Comedy Addict... Uh, explains that in his opening video which I love that he does it because you know I'm paraphrasing for him but I think he did this because you know there must be comedians he's very selective in who he books at his club but there must be comedians that come through and do a a joke all week that you might feel like I'm sorry my audience has to hear this all week and the video says that if that happens death he explains to the audience when that happens death is silencing to a comedian silence is death to a comedian silence is death to a comedian it's, it's an opening video uh we he plays well his audience just as before they're about ready to introduce the host the house goes dark and this video plays and, he, and much more smoothly and cleverly he explains to the audience if you if so if somebody says something up there and you know you don't like it without deciding whether or what variations of you know is the crowd right to not like it hey look whatever it is silence is a lot of power and so that means that the, that audience that he has been hearing that silence, that must be a pretty smart audience, if not one, not one person, as his own story goes, yelled out. Ba bah bah, bah 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 They just sele- And here's what I think happened. Even if you have a joke that involves the word gay or lesbian or transgender or a person that is overweight, or something that is a good joke, 9 cancer, death, whatever it is, a, a taboo, or, 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 or I shouldn't say death, more, you'll understand what I mean, taboo, that even if you have a joke that involves that topic, but is a brilliant joke, which I don't think his is, again, and I'll break it down. Why? I, I, I'll break it down. But let me let me get there before I break it down. Even if it is a good joke, it's worth it. Because sometimes, look, there's 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 subjects that are that great jokes are written about that they just because they hear the topic, they might go. And oh, the way a friend of mine described that, you know, look, we spend plenty of time complaining about audiences. It's okay to defend them once in a while. It looks like more that we're not full of shit. There are brilliant audiences. Collectively. Whenever you say there's a bad audience, it doesn't mean everybody in the audience is bad. It just means the collective pulse that night of the negative one, whatever the reason. You learn as a comedian, you can take a negative audience and get them somewhere. But there are definite doubts where when you try your hardest and just... But it doesn't mean the whole audience was bad. And when the audience is good, it doesn't mean that they're all good. It means the collective good over one. And you walk, ah, that was a great crowd. Because the collective good won. Um, so... If you're performing, like I said, and 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 I and the audiences can be great. When I work at, like I said, uh, whether it's the DC Improv or a place like, you know, uh, Helium, certain Heliums, or or comedy on state, or you know, the Comedy Addict or you know, the list goes on and on. I was just at the. You know, I don't want to keep listing names because then I feel like I don't list everybody that does this. You get in front of really great audiences that make you want to be at your best. And I think that when an audience like that hears the word gay, gay French king, just the word gay, you can tell them they're right or they're wrong. But I think when when for lack of a better word in audiences that are aware and understand how powerful words are, they think and tell me they don't think this rightly. Even though it's not a collective thought where they all got together and had a meeting. Come on. Tell me they don't think this rightly. They hear the word gay because that's what comes, Jerry's word, Jerry's, Jerry's joke is gay. And do you think, I was around in the 80s. I was around in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Usually when the word gay was mentioned, following it wasn't a brilliant observation that was fair and kind and even right. That happened a lot. So even if you have a joke, yes, it involves the word gay or it involves, you know, but, but it's good. It's still your job to get the audience that when they hear that word, the, the phrase that my friend said, you force them to do social math. Now, you might go unnecessary social math. I think, come on, unless we're we're here together and I'm trying to talk to you respectfully, you can still answer a question of mine honestly If this is getting to the ears of someone that doesn't agree, it doesn't mean you're wrong across the board. It just means if you make a good point or I make a good point, that you're not just plowing past it. And to me, I would be weary to go forward with this discussion. if If I would hopefully I would brilliantly back out of it without disrespecting the person that I just made an evaluation. Oh, that I can't discuss this with you would be this. If somebody goes, well, you mean as far as what I said about in the. In the 80s or 70s or 80s or 90s or to this day, usually when the word gay is mentioned, and that's the word they heard in, in Jerry's joke, after it wasn't a brilliant observation. A lot of times it was just, just not, the, the, not good stuff. So this audience, they couldn't have been that stupid when the collect, not one fucking person yelled out. Just they went silent. I don't know these people. So how do I know they're doing social math? Because I make observations, and I've had it happen... in my act, and another comedian that I talk to, because I talk about this all the time, had it happen in their act. Yeah, they hear that word, so go into it a different way. So even if it was a brilliant joke, it's still Jerry's responsibility to then go into it a different way, and it's not. And the reason it bothers me is because, like I said, he gave a big, to those comedians going, if Jerry's having trouble, Jerry's... And I think that those people Although I, I will defend to my death them being able to disagree with me on the other end of this as loud as I am. I get it. Like, we disagree, but that's what we're supposed to do, especially on podcasts. My act, you're supposed to be funnier than preachy. I cross that line. It's something I want to get better and better at every year. I do. In my show, you can say things, but you ha- I think you've got to be funnier than preachy. And I, I try. I know people might go, really? Really? Well, that's why I have a five-piece band and trumpets blailing, wailing behind me. Because then, it, you know, people go, "The guy can't take himself that seriously. If, you know, his big rant, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hear. <whistles> um, that I get it on the other side. But you gave them the, oh, there's. God. And I think that these do lead back to hurting people. It does. It does. You might think, oh, it's a gay French king. It's not. I get it. But it's time to let stereotypes go. And it's funnier because, let's face it, you picture a gay French king, a flamboyant gay. And don't tell me, oh, you do. Come on. There's a reason the word gay is in there. And... To me, it would be like, not now. I know, I'm gonna, you can't make comparisons, I've learned. Because anytime time you make a comparison, people go, well, that's not as bad. And you want to go, that's why I'm making the comparison. Because I agree with you. With the example I'm going to give does not it seems worse. Of course, when I give you, when I say, don't use that word, because it's like using this word. People go, no, it isn't. No, I know it isn't now. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm here to beg you to listen to me. It will get that way. And I think at this point, if you have a someone that says like um for instance uh you know he had oh, hold on, I wrote it down. if you're just telling a story and you you would say um yeah it was like like a, like a he was just like a you know like a typical drunk Irishman now, look, if you don't know anybody that's Irish and maybe that's hurt more than you believe, I get it that seems a lot lighter drunk Irishman, but still, I would hope. In my circles, someone would say, "Todd, just say uh, like a drunk." You know. You know he was like a uh, like he was like a, he, you know because it, because he's he, his wasn't even you know it's like a it's like a slick Jew businessman. Why don't you just say slick businessman? Because for certain people, Jew paints a better picture. So back then. If you would have done that, if 30 years ago you would have said, just say uh, you're talking to a friend. A friend you like. It's not an argument. Your comedians get together. The good thing about comedy, I've said it a million times, you can do whatever you fucking want. That's what makes it great. That doesn't mean you can't listen to other people. It just means if you don't like what they say, you ignore it. But sometimes you do get some good feedback. I have comedians that help me be better comedians. So, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know. But if we were sitting around with some friends and I and 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 uh, thirty years ago, I think you would have gotten the same pushback. Oh, come on! You know the shoulders go down because someone that knows they are open-minded is being lectured unnecessarily. That's why the shoulders go down. Picture thirty years ago. Hey, uh, whatever, you, your comedian friend of mine. Um, why don't you? Because oh, I noticed last night when I saw you. By the way, your, your set last night was beyond. But it was so fucking funny. But I noticed with one of your jokes, instead of saying, it's 1983, instead of saying a uh, drunk Irishman, just say drunk. That paints the picture. The shoulders come down. Oh, God, here I go. And I am fucking evolved. This is a mess. This is like like people on the other end. that, And like I said last week, don't go to where I'm wrong. Try to spend a little time where I'm right. Don't tell me this example has to be 100% with a chart, crossover, exact. No, they're 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 examples. They just have to be close enough. And I'm saying, yeah, if if it's the worst example in the world, fine. But it isn't. There's something to be learned here. Don't start breaking down the word that doesn't even matter right now to, to for me to make my point. Slick Jew businessman. Yeah, it's like a like a slick just say slick businessman. So now, if I use those, I hope, I don't know if you're listening to the show right now and you're going, what's wrong with slick Jew businessman? What's wrong with drunk Irishman? Come on. Well, I would think now you would either, hopefully your stance is, well, and I'll argue that, but if you were going, well, that's not a fair example. Gay French. Look, and I know a lot of people go, come on, you're going to tell me, you know, he, he def- so so. it's like just, it's a stereotype that, we, that you could just get rid of. And by the way, the, what's the stereotype you're saying? You know what they're imagining when he says gay French king. No. No? And, it's, and again, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. If somebody called up, uh, took phone calls, and they went, I can't fucking believe him. I go, all right, bring it down. Well, why bring it down? Maybe I wouldn't say that because that was me last week. I, no, I do think it's bad, but I get on the chopping block how someone could go, all right. I, but you have to understand what I'm saying. And then if you think I just made good comparisons, then you get it. And I said this last week about, about, uh, about Jerry Seinfeld, is that... Because of that joke, and that it ended up on his Netflix special, and he gave an homage... Already in passing to that group that need, you know, thank you, Jerry Seinfeld. And then it, this happened a year and a half ago. It ended up on his special. It made me scared that someone with that much power didn't have a teeny little life lesson. A Little bit of growth. You know what I mean? I want his act. And by the way, for the first 20 minutes of his special that I watched, or 25, it seems like that might be inevitably gonna hurt him more than anybody. If he if he wants to be relevant. He's always gonna be huge. He doesn't need the money. But look, there's certain comedians that grow. And really in the comedy spectrum of things, Jerry's a young guy. Jerry's sixty-five. Comedians, Jesus, till they're eighty-five, then you you a lot of them you're like, they're not even they're still as sharp as they were, and then so 20, you know, he's got a long... He's a young guy when it comes to the life of a of a good stand-up comedian. I've seen comedians at 70 still growing and changing and evolving. So so by that... Holding on to that gay French, I don't even think I did the best job in the world to explain why that's a stereotype. You, we understand when I go slick, you know... A slick Jewish business, like a slick Jewish businessman. Slick Jewish businessman. Because he didn't use the word... You know what... I wish I would have, uh, yeah, he did not, I want to make the comparisons fair. He did not say, he just said gay, so it would be slick Jewish businessman. Yeah, he's like a slick Jewish businessman. You just go, that, that's the fair comparison, using the, the word Jewish. It's still not better, but it's, but it's being fair. He didn't say, like, a, you know, like, he didn't use a derogatory word about gay people. He just attached it to this flourishing hand motion. And I get it, I'm, I know there's people, but the comparisons are there. If you're thinking, oh, it's not that big of a deal, how many times can I go, I know. But I just want his act for the first 20, 25 minutes of his special, and then that joke that had to get in there, it scared me that someone with as much power with him doesn't seem to be growing in the way that makes him not say things like that in the future. That I disagree with. And I'm glad he said it. I just wished he was more involved and didn't say it. It's not like I want him to not, if he feels it, he, I want him to say it. I'm reacting. My wish is that not that he would be stopped from saying it, that he would grow and it would make him tell a story. People tell stories all the goddamn time about how they said things. Now with some perspective, they realized how those things do, do, do end up hurting people that are just trying to live. So it's not just a bad joke. It feeds people that will do different variations of things to make it hard for certain people to live. I think I said on the on the on the you know, on the last show. Nah, I'll leave it here. So. Um, you know, and that's what really that's so that that really bothered me. And, you know, that's what it was that he, that he, so I'm not reviewing his Netflix special because I don't even know if I'll get to watch it. But at least if I come on, I go, I watched the first 20 minutes and I saw some of the same patterns, to be honest, that inevitably hold him. That he's still talking about, he still seems to, like a lot of comedians morph in. I don't know if it changes after 25 minutes. I don't think it would but he's, most of his jokes are trying to use comedic, n- comedic energy, comedic words to explain the difference between men and women. And adages like you know him thinking, oh, gay French king, oh, he's not evolving, and he's got a lot of power, and that scares me. So that's where the anger came from. And when it comes to fashion... He's right there looking great. He by the way, I'm not out to get him. He looked great. He looks like I want to look. And he takes care of himself. He's a healthy weight to feel comfortable in your clothes. His suit was so fitted. His and his and it looked good. His special was shot good. It looked just 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 timeless. And he walked out there looking I I think like a million bucks. I think he looked great. I don't know that many sixty five year olds that look like that. Unless they're in the business. No, I've seen people that are in the business. You can get, you know, you can get stuff done and then you look like, no, he doesn't. He just looks like a healthy guy, takes care of himself. So why can't the act? And it's not just the gay French king. That's the one that fired me up. There's other things. That But why can't your act be as coiffed as your style and your dress and your shoes and your pants and your shirt and your tie and your hair? Why would you want it to be? So even if the equivalence of that gay French king joke is the same as, I'll be fair, your pants the way you had them on your special, they were perfect. Hey, if, if some, who's to deem what's perfect and what's not? There, there's people that are in fashion, and it seems to be that the pant leg came in. If he let his out a little, it'd still be fucking great. He could probably let it out even a little more and then still be tapered than a lot of people that just, you know... you. You get older, you forget, you, you don't know what the suits are doing. Next thing you know, you're wearing a suit and you go, wow, I need to get some new, I need to get like a few new suits. They're expensive. So he could let his out just one or two, but no, he wants it. He knew what he was getting. Yeah, I want your act to match that. And I, and I don't, so, you know, that's why seeing that act made it in the special. I was like, oh, he, he's not getting it. He's not getting it. And he's very cocky very cocky and wrong he's cocky and wrong and that's dangerous when you have a big platform you know we all get to speak about social issues and he might not think that's a social issue but Jerry's not really a political comedian but let me here's my point social issues come up even when you're not talking about social issues prop acts can be you can watch prop acts from 40 years ago or 30 and go, wow, oh, yeah, yeah, oh that, yeah. oh, so, so it's not always you have to be talking about, because so, Jerry has never been a real political comedian or, or social. But eventually, if you don't grow, things will catch up to you. And so what if it's just a bad joke? I wouldn't be discussing it. All right, so you don't like Jerry's act, who cares? But I think a man that powerful and that cocky, I think he fell off the wagon. I do. And if someone would think, how dare you, you're going to wait, wait a second. You're going to tell me the great comedians and great actors haven't fell off the wagon. So it's not absurd. I'm, am I right? No, it doesn't mean it's just my fucking opinion. But is, is that opinion just crazy that someone that I will say did get it? He used to say notoriously, the audience is never wrong. And I think that's a good thing to remember sometimes. It doesn't mean sometimes the collective audience. But, but to not blame the audience all the time. See, talk about getting somebody can say something. I'm asking for him what I did for him. When he, I bet When someone told me 20 years ago, Jerry Seinfeld said the audience is never wrong. I go, you know what he probably meant was, don't get into the habit of blaming them all the fucking time. Take responsibility. And I had his back. So that's what I'm asking for you. Like, I'm making a comparison now. Define where I make sense as opposed to where I don't as if he's ever going to listen to this. I always say my weird fantasy is that it ends up in his ears. But you s- notoriously said the audience is never wrong. And again, I'm, I started saying that and then I broke off to defend you even saying that until they had one of your jokes up on the chopping block. One of your jokes. An audience. What did they do? Uh, they collectively, yeah, you always got one or two people that fucking yell out. No. One? No. Collective silence. And still, he had a cl- heard a collective silence on one of his jokes probably more than once or he wouldn't be talking about it. Probably happened a lot. That's a good thing. That means the people that are coming out to see him in masses, when they hear the word gay, it makes them uptight. Not because they're lunatics. You picture, ah, all I did was hear the word gay. And I'm going to go back to what I said. No. Because in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when the word gay was mentioned, brilliant, great comedy didn't follow up. Now, if you can't go, that is fucking true. That's probably, that's definitely fucking, can you say the word definitely? Can you save the word probably for when it's probably? Can't you go with a gun to your head or someone you love's head? We, we took 150 jokes that had the word gay in them. This boy, For gun to your head, how many of them after the word gay was said, still great. there'd be some there, by the way there absolutely fucking would be some some comedians had to cover that that word was used but it was a, still just because that subject isn't off limits but gun to your head we, we, took, we got 300 situations from the 70s, 80s, 90s and early 2000 how many times did a brilliant joke ensue I guarantee you, you'll, you'll fucking go not that many, not that many yeah, yeah. Uh, please ten, 10% of the time so that means, unless you are answering that question, no, I think majority of the time probably brilliance didn't sue. Don't be a bully. Words are powerful. Don't be a bully and claim yourself a, you know, a, a hero. And I probably will drop it. I did talk about that, the R word. I'm going to probably drop it after this episode. Like, at the end, it'll just show up. This is what Todd was talking about. Just the part about the R word. And words. So, I don't want to go too off-tangent here. So, I think that I... And, you know, I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go a little further. Because I'm, I'm in a good mood. But I want to get... What are we at? 30? How, how long have I been going? Fifty-four minutes, holy shit. Um, w- you know, you, you don't want to use your words to manipulate audiences, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I will bring this up to Doug Stanhope, but I heard a joke that he did. Now, I think Doug, over the years, has been using what I call... I I When Doug had an opinion on something a while back, I said he uses his vulgar, vulgar poetry to sometimes really fight the good fight. And why don't I just call him off this off the topic? Because... Doug's Doug's a smart guy, and and I want him to hear this. But I'm afraid to call him on the phone because I don't know how to bring it up. But, but, But this is what I'm talking about. When people use their words, especially the funnier they are, the more dangerous they are. You know, if Eddie Pepitone was always upset at the wrong thing, he'd be dangerous. But instead, he deals with things... That are, that are worth being angry about and fun, or funny or, or his rage is a, a, aimed sometimes at himself, sometimes at life, sometimes at everything. But if Eddie Pepitone was mad at the homeless or if he was mad at women or if he was mad at – and not a relationship. That's different. If you're in a relationship, I'm talking about just mad. His, the, his, he'd be fucking dangerous, but he's not. So Doug Stanhope I do think is very funny. I wish he would drink a little less. And I have affection for him. We, we, I just have great affection for him. I, it's sometimes, I, I, over the years when you're a comedian, sometimes just someone always uh, is, is, is nice and kind. But that doesn't mean I have to get him a get-out-of-jail-free card. And I think he did something. that it, It's bad. I, I disagree. I think he used words knowingly or unknowingly. I, I would hope unknowingly. He said, and I'm going to get it right enough, he said, you know, a lot of t- the, the expression... Don't joke about, or don't, don't make. Uh, did I write it down? Uh, uh, make fun of. I'll get this good enough. I hope even he goes. Well, he he misphrased it, but enough to to at least be talking about it. I wrote it down, but I can't read my own writing. By the way, I learned my lesson about you know, not watching the whole Seinfeld special. Yeah, if I was going to talk about the special anymore, I, I have to watch the whole special. I learned my lesson a long time ago with that, and, and it's a mistake I don't want to make. Watch the whole, watch the whole fucking thing. But what I talked about, I'm safe. If I want to talk about it more. I can only do that after I watch the whole thing. But Doug, th- so so you think I would learned my lesson? So I did. I wrote it down. Like, well, the, it was basically the joke was you, this: the expression "make fun of," or make fun, or or yeah, you shouldn't make fun of. It's just horrible. It's a horrible. It's a weird. It shouldn't be exist because what it's basically saying. It, this is what he's saying, is. So you know things in life that are tragic and he used like seven eight brilliant words. The things that comedians sometimes deal with. Sometimes we deal with light issues, and sometimes they're tragic and they're toxic or they're, you know, they're 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 we talk about death, you talk about 9/11, he listed like six words that beautifully explained and some sometime, sometimes comedians make fun of make it fun. Well, I shouldn't is to take those things and make them fun? That's that's what he's basically saying. I'm taking these things that sometimes in life are hard to deal with, and I'm making them fun. I should I shouldn't do that. Well, who are you making them fun for? Who are you making them fun for? That's what I'm talking about. That that makes when you say that that takes every comedian that talks talk making fun of or making it funny you would think that you'd want to go no i want to make it funny for the person experiencing it not every person experiencing it but the topic because he didn't list the topic he just talked about it as an overall thing when people go you shouldn't make fun you should that's not me if you want to answer to me it's like you're just doing a shitty job of talking about that or you're not but when you say that it gives everybody a voice that it's not even a joke. They just say something in their act that's negative towards a group of people and fuck that. They think they're making fun. They'll go, yeah, you can't even make fun. I'm just trying. I'm just fun. It's fun. <laughs> well, then, then maybe go into it this way. The next time you're going to make fun, go how about the group of people? If you give a shit, if you don't give a shit, be brave enough to say it. Be brave enough to go. If I go, well, when you're deciding who it's fun for, it is, do you ever think of the people that are going through it? And if you said, I don't. God damn it, it reminds me of something Patton Oswald said. Not about this, but about I'll give you a hug. Because why? He just said he doesn't. Put, when I said, when you're deciding who it's fun for, do you think of the group of people that are in this joke? Whoever they are. And if you said I don't and I don't plan on it I would hug you because thank you for being honest with me as opposed to talk circles around me talk sideways but if you go no I of course I do then you might reconsider that thing that gives an homage and a and a and a and in a, 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 just just a you know oh yeah we're just trying to make fun <laughs> and we've already talked about when the the person that's getting made fun of is wrong, if some yo I know, make fun of someone's hat today and they'll get all upset. All right, well we'll tell that person fucking relax. But it but but made fun of is a very a very a very a very you know yeah who's it fun for? Who's it fun for? The things you're saying, and could even the person? What I try to think of if if I'm doing a joke and it's about a group of people, I would like to think that that group of people. The ones that have a great sense of humor at least could laugh. Maybe some of them just don't like it because they don't like my comedy. But at least some people that are experiencing that. I've seen comedians talk about issues, and I always think, oh, the person that he's talking about could laugh at this. Not every one of them. Some might write you a letter and go, I am this, and you're a joke. But could some? Could some? And the danger is that some of them you would look at the, they would go, no, the group could never enjoy How could that group enjoy that? horrible joke based on nothing but the uh uh, uh, of a ninth grade just shit street joke going around how how they how's that helping make fun in a good way to bring light to it now then i've seen comedians do that where they do they make it funny because they're pointing out a the hypocrisy or the absurdity or this group of people that are getting marginalized and they make it funny for maybe even the person doing that to stop, or at least that the energy they give out on stage every night is not to feed, you know, whether you justifiably do it or not, you have to understand who you feed with your jokes. You feed certain people. You might go, Oh, I don't feel that way. That's just, well, okay. But you just know you're feeding them. I know it's not what your intentions are, but you should be able to go, it's not my intentions. And if it is feeding those people, then maybe I'll stop it. Because I don't want to. If you can teach me why these words end up literally hurting somebody that I'm saying, yeah, I'll stop it. So, again, going back to, oh, I shouldn't make fun. I shouldn't take these topics and make them fun. Well, again, fun for who? Now. Now. How are you? This is good. I got about another ten minutes. You know what talk about Hold on when I'm in the room all by myself and then you know, yeah, I'm gonna talk about this one more time. Uh, Dennis Miller is on a show and he, and he's talking about you know, uh no, no, that's not it. Hold on do 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 do. You know what? I don't need to talk about this. Dennis Miller was just going off about how college is. Same thing. I I just saw this two days ago. And he's interviewing by Lou Dobbs. You know, when Lou Dobbs is agreeing with all your opinions, a 90-year-old guy that's not hip. (laughs) It's not like it's a 90-year-old jazz musician or, you know, 90-year-old comedian is brilliant. Um... And, you know, the same thing. To me, the self-awareness, it's just really hysterical and sad when they go. They over I've talked about this before, but they overly say colleges used to be. He goes, and now it's a weird thing because, you know, you got, who would ever thought it's like some weird movie where now the parents are the people that are, you know, forward thinking and, and able to discuss things and the students are, or you just fell off being, for lack of a better word, cool. Yeah, the minute it flipped and your words for up on the chopping block, then you just think some miraculous thing happened. Well, you, you, you can't get out of your own way and go, oh, my God, our college is still forward-thinking, but what they think is forward-thinking I think is trash, just like my parents thought about our causes. No, the whole world took a miraculous spin. Yeah, well, kids, you know, they say, like I've said always on the show, you know, not only does technology double in speed, so does social awareness, but all of a sudden, in a time when... The social awareness gets faster because of technology, because it's information and it's knowledge. And when that's on the most uphill, gone fucking crazy, computers and knowledge and information that kids in anywhere across the world can get information, that means it would even triple. The kids would even get that much more aware just because learning about other people, reading about other people, hearing stories about other people, No, you, no, no. Now all of a sudden, no, it flipped. You, come on. So the kids today thing, like, just have the self-awareness to go, my God. I want to say that seems like now the kid, but I guess that's what my parents thought. All right. There you go. Woo-wee! I feel all right. Let me throw this out. That's that. I think I did a better job. I think I did a better job. And then like I said, oh my god. After this, I will I will put it put like a twenty minute on the thing. I did a good job, the R word talking about that. Wow. New banana oh bananas put banana pudding. I probably have there's someone in the room, they just walked in. Um it's uh I have another oh wow, it goes quick an hour. I have another hour, wow, what else can I play for you here i'm gonna i'm gonna smoke with um my business associate. thank you for letting me get that off my chest, everybody. I hope I did a good job, I think I did. what do I got here um They don't seem very important. Not the way you scroll through their names on your contact list like a gay French king. Oops. I played that by accident.
4: <laughs>
2: Where is it? Hold on. I'm going to come right over there. What do we got here? There's some good songs. I've been finding some good music. Uh, who are those bands? Can you can you say them that the other night that I liked? That The woman. What's her name? Shh. Just, I'll, hold on, put a defibrillator in your voice. Kit, K- Who? Tank and the Bangas? You think I got that right? It was good. And what was the other one that came right after that? I love that one, too. Mac DeMarco is always, like, when I don't, it, I want him to wear some nicer shorts on stage. And I keep talking to him, and he won't listen to me. Um, Mac DeMarco has a, has a lot of good stuff, too. Hold on, let me take Hold on. Why do you rush away? Now, nah, hold on. Because now I'm getting to the silly part of the show. Is that enough in it, or should I? Can you, can you put a little more? Hold on. I'm going to smoke a little. I'm going to play a song for the audience. Mm-hmm. hmm. I know what I'm doing. I do. I really do. I mean, I act like I don't know what I'm doing. But let me tell you something. This show. Let me tell you something. Give me some trumpet. No, I mean live trumpet in the studio. How can we make that happen? Da 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 da, da 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 da, da 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 da. Remember what you did over here? Da da da,
3: da da
2: You know what I did? I found a new song I could close the show with. The minute you're gone, I'm gonna sing it without you here, because I know you'll laugh at me. You always laughed at me. You never thought I could be. A great singer. Oh there it is. Thank you. So the minute you're gone. I can hear that other door shut. I don't start until you're all the way out there. I wait, I tell the listeners. No, he's still on the other side. He's walking down the hallway. And then I hear the door open, I close. So how about if we, we go at about eight o'clock? Eight fifteen we'll eat? Oh no, I mean eight thirty eight forty five. Oh that goes see it goes so quick. Let's eat at eight thirty. I can be done by 8.30. Yeah. Wow, it's good. I just took a hit. I want to be silly with you. I want to be silly. Ted Cruz, someone should just yell at one of his... Uh, just shut up. Even if I agree with him. I wish I did agree with him. Would make it more powerful you just go shut up everyone knows you're it's uh whatever he think who's he think he's fooling he just talks and he thinks he's probably what people think of me i hope not oh jesus christ oh my god that's what i sound like so this is ted cruz and it's just like it's funny to me even outside of politics like he could be talking about brushes speaking of brushes those old city brushes they're flying off the shelf it's crazy it's a gorgeous brush I guess it's available on Amazon. Old City Brush. Really is a good-looking brush. You get it. You're like, oh, this, this sat in somebody's lap, and they oiled it. My sister-in-law's crazy. Every bristle's got to be perfect, Todd. Oils each brush individually. Puts a nice piece of leather at the end. This is not a brush in a factory. This is in her house. She's got a big table set up. Goes through it. Oils every one. Puts it in a beautiful package. It's the type of brush you want to hang it. Hang it. Hang it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I'm talking about uh, how, do, how do I get from one topic to another? And when I do get lost, why do I care? I know I ultimately want to play Ted Cruz, and, but uh, yeah, oh whatever this guy did. Oh, I said even if he sold brushes. Yeah, he could work at a car wash. He would try to sell me wax. I'd be like, oh, this guy. So that's why I think it's interesting to play. And he gets to get in front of a lot of people. So it's like even more scary. Yeah, but if he was, this is just, this guy lives. I mean, we've, we've seen people like this. You just smell, they're not, but he has no idea, and it's almost sad. You know, like I said, forget about politics. I wish it wasn't. I wish he was somebody, I had a guy talking about, you know, going to buy a, a treadmill. This is this guy. Yeah, all full of shit. And then these people, you know what they think? You gotta be to be be, no, no, I've seen other people do it actually really good. And any every all So uh I'll bring it in. So just yell. Shh, stop. In a nice way, maybe, you know? What
4: I'm celebrating is justice. It is hold on, let me answer your question. It is unjust to sit...
2: Let me tell you what happened. And then I'll let it rip. Uh, somebody was cutting hair, and this was about probably maybe three weeks ago, and they got they got it. By the way, it does, what I love about this, it doesn't even matter what side of the issue you are on. This, it's still you'd be like, oh, it doesn't doesn't mean he can't speak. It could be uh, a just issue. You might agree with what he's saying. You'd still go, oh yeah, but he says it like he doesn't help the cause. So, but anyway, so it doesn't even matter which side. But anyway, she broke the law, and she was cutting people's hair. And she got like seven days in jail. She probably didn't serve seven days, but she probably didn't have to serve any. Even if she did. So anyway, that's what he's talking about. Like, let me explain what happened here today. You, you know, you can make fun of it no matter what. he's just so, I love it. You think, why do I play it? This is the fun part of my show. And by the way, I'm so glad I got to do this part because I needed it i care about what i was talking about before but holy shit i needed that so bad to do this and just be silly so i like that i think silly is yelling at ted cruz well it is it's fun for me
4: someone to seven days in jail for cutting hair particularly when you've got local politicians releasing violent criminals releasing child molesters from jail and we're going to lock up small business owners? That is crazy. Shut, you know, you're, that doesn't make any sense you No, know, you
2: don't seem honest. You seem full of shit. You do.
4: We need to take reasonable steps to flatten the curve to stop the spread of this virus. All
2: uh, right, let me interrupt you, but nothing. We need to do it, but here's the things that, uh, that's gone too far.
4: We also need to let people provide for their right. families. We've got 34 million people. Who have lost their jobs in the last two months?
2: Oh, it's cutting This out.
4: week, the Senate was back in session. The Senate was back in session, and we were there. And I have to admit, I found myself just kind of looking around at my colleagues. And it sure did look like just about every other senator in the body had gotten a haircut. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh. Actually,
2: You know what? It's not so fun. He's not so fun. It ended up, you know, I tried to be nice to Ted Cruz. And seriously, I'm always making fun of the other side. What if you love, you know, there might be someone that listens to my show that likes Ted Cruz. And I just thought, let me try. Let me try to be fair to him and let him come on my show and be funny. Well, it ends up I play what he's saying. It's just more sad. So let me erase that. I'm not even going to play that ever again. By the way, Henny Youngman, do you know he, he do you <laughs> do you know who Henny Youngman is? Or of him, Henny Youngman. When I was when I was young, Henny Youngman was already like from the generation before. He seemed like so I didn't really maybe even give him a ch- give him a chance, you know. But as as a lot of things in life, now I look back on Henny Youngman, and it's like, I mean, it's just like the larger than life character that leaves this leaves his imprint on comedy, you know, Henny fucking Youngman. And, uh, he was really funny, like, it just, and, and, um, I never got, I think I might have told this on the show before, but the take my wife, please, I never really got that until, I think now, and I, I'm pretty sure now, like, it's like, take my wife, for example. <laughs> take my wife, you know, the other day we were going to the mall, you know, I think that, and then, it's take my wife, please. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Do I get it? By the way, I love it. I'm honest. If I don't get it still, then that's going to be... Then I, then I want to know about it. But I think I, I think I got pretty close. You know now, because you're listening to this. So, uh... But, uh... But I found this stuff, and uh, let it, I'm going to let it breathe.
4: Lately, there seems to be something of a trend in the
2: field of comedy. Almost Hold on. Can I tell you something? Steve Allen... <laughs> I, he was another guy. always complained how bad comedy was. God never was really out. Think about what it sounds like now for him. Steve Allen was saying in the 80s, he wasn't very flat or flat. Whenever it got brought up in conversation, I remember because I was a young comedian. And whenever new comedy got brought up, which it does, it's an often asked question, especially someone as big as Steve Allen, many times, I would not have a hard time. Do I have the energy? No. But to find him, Hello? Uh, find him many times uh, you know, well, the comedians today the comedians today, you know, but he really didn't know now imagine how foolish, now that we have perspective of what's really going on or what was going on, excuse me so he was saying that in the 80s you know, 85, 90 you know does it look like he had a perspective of what was really being done, did he maybe watch a few shows on television Did he, no, because think of, now, keep in mind, go list all by yourself the comedians that were in the 80s and the 90s. There were some powerhouses. But he, from afar, you know, it's not like you went, oh, like everything is always going to be bad. No, no, he didn't realize there was brilliance all over the fucking place. Think of how many comedians in the 80s, 90s. So it's the same now, too, by the way. I got news for you. You never know until the years pass. But you just learn that there's a rhythm. So then eventually, just to be, if you just don't want to look a fool, always just say, like, if if you ever want to look like you're still current and you know what you're talking about, in a silly way, let's say, I don't really give a shit what people think. But let's say you did. You went, yeah, I don't want to do the work, but I I want people that are evolved to think I get it as an older person. Well, then no matter what the situation is, with music, always say, uh, when you're sitting around, when you're 90, you just go, oh, there's good music now, and that way you'll, you'll, see, you'll be right. <laughs> what am I talking about? Let me, let me have a cup of coffee here. A sip. You know when your coffee has so much cream, it's candy in disguise? Who are you fooling, Todd? They're so, it's so good. Icy cold. I put some creamer in there, cream like cold cream, like in the refrigerator, in with the coffee, a lot. when I say a lot, twenty-five percent cream, and then a lot of ice, and then ice coffee, and then coffee. And I just took a big sip. It's like chowing down a candy bar. <laughs> so anyway, Steve Allen, and that's my point. So it's okay. So I wanted to get you up to that point. So Steve Allen, you know, it wouldn't be hard to prove that. I'm not even arguing whether he was right or wrong. You can do all those. you can put all those things together on your own, like I just said. okay, He was complaining about comedy in the 80s and the 90s. Let me go back and look. Who, how many uh, were there any comedians I liked in the 80s and 90s? Oh yes, oh yeah Wow, oh you know oh then me yeah, And you would get to a point not at two or three, but by the time you could maybe even start at being at twenty. Let's be positive about comedy. There's a lot I don't like sometimes, but there's also a lot I like. And if you went back and think, "Ooh, in the 80s and the 90s, just that alone forget about the 70s brilliant comedy from them too but the 80s and 90s thats because i'm just narrowing it down on what he was commenting on he was saying in the 80s and 90, no no there was he was always saying how bad it was now we know so you want to go well how, how much did he know about comedy just because you could come up with two people you you know you happened to well there was this those two no he'd still be right if you could list three or four He's, he didn't say there weren't some, ano- you know, ano- what's that word, anom- anomalies? But overwhelmingly, if 95% of all the comedians suck, whatever reason that might be, let's say they were, that would, you know, he'd be right, just because you can list five or six. But you'd be going, you'd be up at 20, 30. A lot of really great comedians over the last 40 years. Whatever you think of the comedy today, I think most people would at least go, yeah, 80, So you would say he knew nothing. He was sad, but ill-informed. Almost by just mere what people like. Even stuff I don't like was big. But uh, I'm talking about um, great comedians. That even that everyone agrees. Like the ones where you're, it's undeniable. And some that aren't deniable. <laughs> Who cares, baby? I'm tired of being... To get, having the man breathe down my back. Oh, okay. I knew I was going to remember Connect. So we go all the way back. But then I always felt that way about Steve Allen. That's why I don't want to turn into him. So uh, the best way to do that is, like I said, I, maybe this is the cleanest I'll ever say. It. The best way not to turn into Steve Allen is to just know what you're talking about. Before you say something, make sure. What does that mean? You're out there and you're honestly in the trenches knowing what is going on. You're aware. You are aware. You can do it that way by not turning into what I call a Steve Allen. Just be aware. And then you're naturally going to have a different stance. What difference of stance? That can, be, that can be talked about. But if you go out there and you're really aware, you know, if it's music, you're out there, not occasionally. Like doing it like when you're knowing what's going on, really paying attention, watching all the new. You're naturally going to have a different stance than all. Oh, there's no. But it's either stay aware that way or just at least fake it and always be positive. I'm okay with that way, too. Someone that goes, I'm too tired. I just always side towards, shut up. There's new good music. Shut up. There's new good comedy. All right, that's a good way. You'll end up up looking like you know. know. Anyway, so I'm not going to forget. I keep forgetting. Please, are you with me? You are? So that full story to then him introducing Henny Youngman, and he seems in the tone, oh, I knew I was going to make my point. Thank you for sticking by me. You're the fucking listeners that I like. Thank you. Thank you. Let me take a second right now. God damn it. Fucking give me a big hug and squeeze the fucking shit out of you. So all that pent-up feelings about Steve Allen... Cut 2 I'm not looking to pick on him. All I want to do is play some Henny Youngman. I'm falling in love with this guy. And he introduces him, and he seems to be me, seems to me that he is talking about him having a record. Seems like all these comedians have records now, like mocking it a little. Almost like if someone was talking about a podcast, one of the negative people about podcasts. And I guess like everybody else, he's going to have a podcast. It just seemed to me like that. Not the worst thing in the world, but just, you know. You know. So he just fucking he records these people. Now everyone... So tell me if I'm right. Listen closely. Don't just agree to agree. But let me get the, the sound right. Here we go. Hi, once
4: again for music in Mary and The king of the one, Mr. Henny Youngman, to lead the orchestra.
2: No, this isn't it. This isn't it. Are you shitting me? Hold on. (laughs) Woo! Oh, you know what I bet I just did? I bet it went to the next one. Hold on. Hold on. Here it is, here it is, here it is.
4: Lately, there seems to be something of a trend in the field of comedy. Almost all the nightclub comedians are making record albums. And our next guest trying to put a stop to this trend oh (laughs) by coming out with a brand new album this is uh, the real mccoy now it's titled the primitive sounds of henny youngman (laughs) and now let's listen to some of those sounds here is the one and only henny youngman
2: never mind what i said (laughs) just enjoy henny youngman that was steve allen actually i think being funny
4: so good night folks I am to be here, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't think I was going to make it. I came in on the plane. The plane was going up and down. Sideways. Upwards. The little old lady got up on the plane. She was frightened. She said, everybody on the plane pray. Some man said, I don't know how to pray. She said, we'll do something religious. So he took up a collection.
2: Hmm, Not that funny, actually. But he is funny. Give him a chance. Don't be.
4: The <laughs> little kid on the plane was annoying me with the water pistol. I said, kid, do me a favor. He says, what? I says, go outside and play. <laughs>
2: These kids are nuts today. I got a kid myself, ten years old, maybe eleven if I let him. <laughs> <laughs> Came home from school, he said, mother had a fight with another boy. Can I tell you something, folks? Uh, the reason I am stopping this is because I'm not sure the quality of it. So I thought instead of keep doing it, in, it, you know, I don't. If I, up to this point, maybe it wasn't great, maybe it actually sounded all right. But I'd rather be overly safe. And when I was playing it. Uh, his... I'm just talking about the audio of Henny Youngman. The audio of Henny Youngman. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to take another picture because uh, I can edit that out, but I'm not going to edit this out. Ba-ba-ba. So, I'm alright. So, I'm not going to play stuff from there anyway. That's why I cut that off. Okay? You with me? You are? There we go. Um... So I'm giving myself notes along the way. Isn't that smart? Everybody listen to this. Take out the audio from Henny Youngman. That's what this mile marker is, the last one. But you could leave this in. I don't want you to take this out. This is fine. Talking about it is fine. You see how there was a woman on television. I have things to get off my mind. And she was, um, she, she, was, she was very like saving a lot of money. She used her lint from her dryer to apply her makeup. I think like an A&E story. Interesting, and and, uh, although, look, you know, I always admire people that are just very, just live a clean life, you know, more than, you know, I try, but I'm not, I know there's people that do it so much better. Just what they, just overwhelmingly try to, you know, you know, respect the earth, and that means some of the stuff she's doing is smart, you know, but then it gets, and, you know, then it gets to when you say, well, you know, well, are you now, is it just, is it just, is this have something to do with, what you claim it has anything to do with, or is it just like? So she was making dishwasher lasagna and uh, to George Carlin. And I, you know, I'm laughing, but I also loved her, you know, because I thought, is she right? Like, you know, sometimes I run the dishwasher, but I would say, well, so she would, so let's say there's, you know, because you I, I said, well, is she running it just to cook things? No, that's not good then, because then who knows? It could be, you could, there's a product you could buy just to, that doesn't use a lot of energy. You know, there's always something on the market, like crazy little, the cheapest. You know, like a like a crock pot or something. You know, even if you want to be crazy, I we and then that not crazy, but if you're really just I want to save energy. You know, I don't want to use the oven because it's just a waste of energy. I cook everything in the crock pot because oh there's some truth to that. I, I admire that. But then, like, so I thought, well, what's my problem with the to, to the lasagna in the dishwasher? And if you're still trying to picture it. She wrapped it in so much tinfoil, which, by the way, has to... I don't know if she's saving the tinfoil, That's it's a lot of waste of tinfoil. But I don't know. Maybe she's reusing the tinfoil. But uh, she really wrapped it. She goes, you really have to wrap it really good. But doesn't bacteria still get in there? You know what I mean? How good can you wrap it to where you go? No. So would you have a problem eating a dishwasher lasagna? So uh, the funny thing about her husband or her boyfriend, he was a nice guy. He didn't even mind the dishwasher lasagna. He just wanted her not to do it in front of the friends. Which, you know, that's sort of fair. It's like, honey, I don't care. But she's like, no, we shouldn't be embarrassed. So, I don't know. I think she was... I think I would like to get talk with her. Somebody can put me in touch with her. I think I might be able to ask her a few good questions that make her realize... Well, I, you know, I did. I fantasized getting in between the two of them on a show. Even on a show or in real life if I was a therapist. Either way, I would be thrilled. And figure it figure them out because i notice like what i would do like it, this is crazy but i'm being too george Con i'm being honest like if you would sit between them and, and the way you would figure them out is going well really i would say to the to the man um look um uh, this is more about you and i'll explain that in a second by the way i think this happens a lot in life and i notice a running theme when sometimes going to family counseling just the way they they might all do things differently, but a lot of them have a few running themes. And if you can even if you go and you listen or you listen to a podcast that there's someone th- you know, talking about mental health, sometimes it's therapist, psychologist, sometimes it's just a, a brilliant person and you form these things that you think. hmm. Um. <coughs> Mhm. The dishwasher lasagna. <laughs> yes. So, you know, th- I'm th- going back to this dishwasher lasagna, so you know, I would sit between the two of them, and I would say, "Listen, you know, you." I would have. I got lost, but I found myself. I'm so fucking happy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I would say, and I'm I'm serious because I think this happens a lot in life. Is my point that I think it's worth breaking it down. Sometimes I want to rationalize why I want to may pretend I'm in between these two people because. Um, because w- me and my friends were talking about it. So it's funny how many people like thought, you know, well, you know, we have both opinions about like whether, you know, what would you do? Like she wants to do that. Why? Well, you got to let her be herself. And she would probably think uh, this person that makes dishwasher lasagna that she, it's, she's, she doesn't have a problem. And by the way, problem is a strong word. How do you tell somebody? Your issues might be costing you happiness. That's how I would want to approach that person. Would you mind if, if, if some of the things you want to do, do you think they're costing you your happiness? And she would probably say, No, I don't have a problem. You know, hypothetically, she doesn't. Obviously, she's not going to lead with it. She has to do the change. And I would say, Well, and then you know, that. What about if he left? Does it, would that would that bother you? You know, if he just goes, I can't. You know, it's just some it, because it's more than the dishwasher lasagna. There's some other things too, and it is so. If do you think he, do you think this person is worth and <laughs> not making dishwasher lasagna? And if she keeps saying, you know, well, I think he shouldn't mind. I okay, go, you turn. Hey, guess what? She thinks no. So you have to decide whether that's who you want to be with. And now you have to realize that if he leaves, that you're okay with it. You're not thrilled he left, but th- it's worth it to be able to make your dishwasher lasagna. And that's what you're saying. You are saying that. No one's even arguing with you that, uh, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. But you're saying, no, if I have to stop making my dishwasher lasagna because he's afraid what friends will think, then he can leave. Okay, now he leaves. And you go, yeah, I'm not thrilled about it, but yeah, that's how. You're saying one thing loud and clear. I need to make this dishwasher lasagna. So I'll see you two next week. I'm sick in my head. For the first time ever, I feel like I'm legitimately sick. Like as I'm being the therapist in between this dishwasher lasagna lady, I realized, Todd, you you know. By the way, I want to talk about something. Uh, If you're around the house, we all tend to maybe sometimes have a mirror that we look our best in. It just, and you naturally, go, you know, when you're in that mirror. And, and by the way, it's funny how you can forget. You really feel good when you look in this mirror. But you wonder, if, is that mirror right and these other mirrors are wrong? But when, you're, you know, when you go out into the public, sometimes when you realize, oh, shit. Like sometimes it's even like I tried that pomade once. And I, one mirror in my house, it's fucking great. Two of these mirrors, they're great. They're both good mirrors. Uh, uh, so so uh, if, if it's nighttime, the one no matter what. Nighttime, daytime, just the way it is in the house. There's just no light. Whatever it is, it just looks. In that mirror, you look, yeah, I hope I do look like that. And then the other mirror, if it's bright, no. But at nighttime, the other one, too. So, so when you're home, you tend to go to those, too. Like, I'm not going, turning the lights up bright. I'm not, I'm not reminded. Like, when you're in real life, you go to this improv. You use the bathroom. Boom, the lights. And then you might go, oh, shit, you know what? Maybe pomade doesn't look good in my hair because it's just separated Wow, at home it looked great. So slowly start looking at yourself in bad situations. If you've narrowed it down to two, you know, if the mirror that you just, you know, we tend to gravitate towards the mirrors we look better at. I'm telling you, you need to start looking at yourself in the regular light. Go outside with a pocket mirror and don't lose touch within who the real you is. The lovable, great real you that has lines and maybe our hair isn't as thick as we want it to be, but... Keep in touch with that adorable person. You ever see somebody? Don't think you're not adorable because you're not w- what you want to look like, right? Didn't you ever see someone? Let's not name names, but you're like they're adorable. It's like if, sometimes it's an 85 year old person. You're like they're so fucking adorable. So what if what if you were just adorable? What if people weren't saying about how hot you are, but they're like how oh they're so fucking adorable? I'll take that. That's all I ever asked for. I'm laughing at myself like a sicko. Like a sicko. You know what? Um That's all I wanted to say. Right. I'm gonna change topics and I know I forgot what I was talking about, but who cares, right? I made I think I made my point. Oh, the mirrors. So, yeah, get, yeah that's all. <laughs> I'm doing good two times. So just get you, acclimate yourself back to the real you, which you should love. That's the, that was the whole point. That's all I ever wanted to say. Now let's talk about pants. Pants. When's the last time you wore pants? That's, the, that's what we're going to talk about right now. When's the last time you wore pants? Doesn't, don't we have an, an opening for that? When's the last time you wore pants? There you go. Um, when's the last time you wore pants Mama. Okay, Thank you very much. Now, I get it, like I've, I've put on like 15 pounds, so I'm inclined to just sometimes wear, you know, sweatpants or. And the thing is, I don't want to get, I've had sweatpants. I bought a pair of sweatpants. I notice when I travel, I go, I s- notice people started wearing nice sweatpants. You can still look. Like, hey, I want to look. I don't want to wear like, a sl- you know, for me, a sloppy pair of sweatpants that I, no, I like, I just want to, even if I'm going to and so I used to have a, really, a few really cool pair. And um, I used to travel in them all the time. Oh, my God, why not be in your pajamas? So they're so comfortable. So th- I don't have those right now, but I have two that are okay, you know, and I've been wearing them a lot in gym shorts. Now me, I put on 15 pounds, but let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about people that are the same exact weight, even whatever they're, they're whatever their regimen is, they're able to keep their same weight out of those people. How many of them are wearing pants? So if the answer is n- you're not wearing pants, then you were all full of shit wearing pants unless you're wearing pants when no one's around. But I wear, I don't know, why am I wearing pants on stage is what I want to know. Sweatpants would be more comfortable. I can still look like I give a shit. I do. I don't, no, I'm not going to make, well, I have to look like, no, you could still, I've seen some comedians that uh, dress that way really good. Oh, I like, they're like that, that's how I would dress if I was going to wear a, uh, just a cool pair of sneaks, but it's fucking comfortable as shit, I bet, and they still look fucking cool. I wish I could think of names, but over the years I take notice. Mm -hmm. And then some people do that really bad, but not all. So that's what I would be wearing. But I don't know. I want to wear, I'm not comfortable in pants. They're never comfortable. You take them off at the end of the night. You don't put them on. Oh, good point, good point, good point, good point. Good point, Todd. Why do I think I have to turn the show into this every time? Well, it's when I'm having the most fun. Um, so, uh, you know. I just wanted to bring that up, that people be... I want to know the numbers. T- t- email me. Tweet at me. Same weight. Just people that are the same weight. Tweet at me. Come on. How often do I ask you? Put, put You can put same weight... And by the way, you under, I'm 15 pounds over, so it's not, there's, the point isn't to judge anybody. whether they. I'm just saying for me, okay, I get it, but even if I was the same weight, because I, I was the same weight and I wasn't wearing pants. A month ago, I was the same weight. I wasn't wearing pants, never. There was one period where I went, I haven't worn pants in three weeks, something like that. Same weight. So I think I know. Uh-huh. But text me, same weight, wearing pants. Look, if you wore pants once, In the last month, just say you don't wear pants. But if you wore it 50-50, say 50-50. Cheat my way a little. I want to prove my point. Not you get yours across. No, we can do both. Let's do it honestly. All I'm saying is don't make it confusing. If you're overwhelmingly... Yeah, if if you've been wearing pants 80% of the time, yeah, you wear pants. If you're wearing pants 70% of the time, you wear pants. But if somebody wears pants... If you're wearing pants, you—I know, wore them then—and you're starting to add up on your hands when you wore pants. Then you don't wear pants. You hear me? You hear what I'm saying over here?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Woohoo! I'm calling somebody. I'm tired of not calling people. I'm tired of being scared. I want to keep going. I'm having fun. Oh my God! What's this say here? Oh, we should have moments in life. I thought about this. Because it's a good way to learn about forgiveness. And, uh... We should... I I thought about, like, a long time ago, I saw this video, and it was about a uh, woman that... Wait, this music sort of... It's me playing it, but... I don't need the music. It makes it look not... It, it delegitimizes it. Although this music doesn't delegitimize it. No? You know? No? Okay. So, anyway, there was a story about a woman, and I think we can, we can this, is, this is how you learn forgiveness, you know. To me, it's the best way to, to better yourself. Just go online and look at videos of extraordinary people, and then you learn all the things you need to learn. And usually we'll end up making your life go in order in more of an honest way than a fix it real quick type of a thing. But like I've always said, I do tend to Hello <laughs> You know what's so funny too, George Carlin? like i got scared just now because like i'm in here by myself i mean i get spooked anyway but i don't want to get up to go walk around because i because i'm because i get uh, and, and it just could have been somebody that lives upstairs but i've never had that happen I'm n- well i haven't been in here by myself that uh that often so uh hold on one second and then uh I'm just going to text somebody. Who do you think I'm going to (laughs) text? Yeah, you guessed it. My business associate. Um, (laughs) Hold on. Uh, I'm just texting still. I'm just texting. Are you having a... Are you okay, everybody? You know, when you write... You know, I wrote, Can you come back here? And then I wrote, can you come back? He just he got on there. Can you come back? He and then I add the R E, like he's gonna sit in there. Come back, he, 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 okay. So Todd texted me, come back, he, come back, he, come back, he, come back, he, come back, he. Come back. Come back. He come back here. No, come back. He come back. He come back. He come back. Why come back? He? Let me clear my head. Come back. He. Come back. He. I just don't know what he means. Come back. He. he lifts up the phone again. You know, when you relook at it before he's going by memory, but he looks, let me make sure I'm getting it right. Can you come back? He come. Can you come back? He 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 I'm trying. Can you come back? He am I trying to say it wrong? Come back. So but I, th- I must think that's what's going to happen because I text the R.E. I added on, you know, dot, 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 R-E. I didn't do the dot, 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 because you don't need to, because they'll get it. You're just adding two. Whenever I'm adding, like, two, you know, the rest of the word or changing, a, you know, I always think, you know, sometimes you need to, because one word off makes a big deal. That's not what I'm talking about, hey? That's not what I'm talking about, hey? Um, Now I don't want to talk. Because then my business associate will come back here and I'll get... Oh, by the way, you're learning something about me. I think I've talked about it on the show. I get, you know, startled, you know. But now I feel good again, but I don't want to get loud. But maybe you benefit by that. Maybe you benefit. I like to know when people are coming back here. That's what I'm saying. So. So this woman forgave. Um talking about where to get motivated and sometimes people tony robbins or something like that i shouldn't say like it some people go no this isn't tony robbins and let's say it isn't it's something but and whatever works for people i really i i I, sometimes i cross the line of i think maybe to me if i'm going to really go after all those people then you know you have to it it, you should really know what you're talking about and maybe there are some they'll be here because you know what there are a very small percentage of comedy oh now hello yeah, there's a small percentage of people that teach comedy and there are some good ones. Chip Chantry is a good one. Teaches comedy Chris Kosha. I think I haven't seen Chris in a while. You know what? If I'm going to vouch for somebody, I want to have to see their class recently. But all I can say is th- that's a, it's a compliment that even that I should mention you too. So shut the fuck up. But uh yeah, there are but so so that's why I always say that. Um and they and they, and they, they usually don't follow any of the things that that scares you about you know, not scares you but just like in, you know comedy classes you know so i would think the same thing about motivational that, that someone that is not there to tell one story which can also be another way to motivate yourself and that's the way i'm talking about but maybe there is a person that's there to give you a way to start looking at your life that's that's tangible and maybe all those people aren't like tony robbins maybe there's some and and with that said yes so that's why i think i crossed that line and that works for you i'm only saying keep an open deer to make sure it works for you long term maybe, you know, if it works for a short term, that's okay, too. But be aware of it. And that's, I think, a lot of those Tony Robin things are. But these stories are miraculous stories. So uh, now I got there, I'm going to take a second here. What do you think? Will, ten minutes? Can I tell you something? I heard a sound back here. I was honest with everybody. I heard, like, the noise. I didn't know what it was. And I got scared. And I was quiet. I was like, because you know how you don't want to talk after you hear a noise? Well, of course, that's me. And I'm realize they're listening. And I'm like, huh, huh. I'm quiet, and then I go what? shh, and I'm like, Are "You can't." And then, did you hear me? Did you get my text? Because I was saying that I re- I were, I I said, "Can you come back?" He and I go, and then I added the re. I go now. Who do I think? Do I think that you would really, if I eh, repeat it, that there's a chance in fucking hell? I'm repeating myself, but I don't mind because I want to tell you right now, and you won't listen. That you would go. Here's you in the house. Come. Can you come back? He. Hmm. Can you come back? He. Hmm. Like if if that, if that, there's no chance that would happen because in real life you'd go. Can you come back here? Here, you'd figure it out. But I'm thinking. I guess my whether I say it or not, or whether I want to admit it, or whether I sounds like an insult, my action showed that you would be come back. He. Hmm. Come back. He. Jesus, I don't know what Todd wants. Hold on, let me read it. Maybe clear my head. Sometimes you just shake your head. It helps. I'm overreading. Maybe I'm putting the emphasis on the wrong way. Can you come back, he? He. Come back, he. Come back, he. Meanwhile, I'm laying here on the floor dead. You're sitting there. Can you come back, he? And then, and then here's you. Can you come back, he? Can you come back here? H E R? Nah. Can you come back, he? You think it, but then you No. Nah. Just when you get to the right thing. Can you come back here? Nah. Come back, he? Can you come back? He can you come back? He ha. Can you come back? Ha ha ha. ha. Oh, that's what he meant. He knows I don't want to come back there. So he were. can you come back? Ha ha <laughs> is funny. All right. So we're eating in about 10 minutes. Five. Oh, okay. Shh. Shh. People have bought high-tech. There's one guy out of uh, Brisbane. He's got high-tech ear. He says I put together sentences from him, all in the background. I'm releasing it to the public. So you got to be very careful with you. I know we used to think it was okay to yell like that. Nope. People are picking it up. Like like at a hotel with a cup to the wall. One guy outside of Arkansas. Oh, how long? Wait a second.
3: Wait. Hello.
2: Okay, so how t- so 10 minutes. Okay. Wow, I like it. I did everything. I got it all out of the way before I started the podcast. Chopped everything up. You know what I started to do? I like I crave like an Italian sandwich, like an Italian like sub. And um so we bought really good like long rolls, like at the store, like rolls like they're as big as when you get them from a from a not absurdly big, but like a foot. I like if I'm craving a sub I'll I'll take a foot sub. And um so uh so so but I've been craving a sub and I and we've just haven't been eating meat. No judgment uh you know, no judgment of course. I don't, you know, yeah. So, but just it, it started being that way so we st- we kept doing it. And we've been doing certain things like getting uh like the the veggie patties and try to look because I'm not a vegan yet. Uh I'm not even a vegetarian yet because there's probably things I'm doing breaking, but, but I'm just doing the best I can. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm prouder of myself than I, that I want to be going in the direction I'm going. That's all I can say. And however long it takes, sometimes I push myself a little right now because of the Corona thing going on. It's been made it easier. Wanted to try it for a while. Coincidentally, my business associate wanted to try it just vegetarians. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, so that's, that's what it is. Um, but, um, uh, you worry about me because my memory, right? You're like, what's going on? Hmm. Why can't I? The, the the marijuana, really. Uh. It really makes me forget. And you know what? It, like to the point where I place such attention, and I'm too George Car I'm being honest to what my memory is without without it, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. Because I started to get nervous, I'm like, "Wait a second. But anyway, hold on, I'll get I'll get back to it. Um, so we talked about that and um, got everything done. Wanted to make it like get that out of the way, so then I could enjoy it. Oh, been craving. Oh, so the vegetarian and trying to just you know. But I've been craving Italian sub. So we've done this a few times, and we get the bread, and then we got again. This all started when I start listing the things we'll put on there. Obviously, harder. For someone being vegan to recruit recreate this, but but you know what they find ways. It's, it's it's they find ways. It's some of it. It's some of it. I say this: if you try a little bit, if I try a little bit, I'll find things. Some things, not only it did it like it just it goes now at this point. If I just you know go okay, only when it tastes the same, then I'll do it. Then, I'll go out, then I would even go out of my way a little, but it has to taste exactly the same. There's those products that exist. So when they come across me, I go, okay, well, they're, they're, look, whatever it is, when it's with pancakes and it's with the syrup, there's these vegan sausages. Now, granite it has to do with the syrup spilling over on them and the pancake, you know, when it all ends up on a plate, but the texture of them does it for me. So I just, no, that's what I do now for sausage. There's other things, no, but that's how I slowly start. When I find those things, so I realize building this sandwich a little easier if you're a vegetarian but like i said vegans find their way uh to do it too so for me it was uh we did we got these chicken uh uh uh, chicken tenders vegan we put them in the oven with uh there's like six chicken tenders and then we put four slices of cheese because we did it once before but it needs more four slices of cheese really got a lot of cheese put them on a cookie sheet I would do tinfoil, but I don't anymore because my business associate tries not to waste tinfoil. And, you know, he's right. So I just, some means you have to clean a pan or just whatever. So use cookie sheet and then uh, put them on there, melt the cheese on them. I did it that way. I didn't want to put the whole thing in the oven. So and then on the roll, oh, I had this roll. It was so soft, so just, just everything. Cut it down the middle. It, had, it was like not an everything roll, but had a lot of Italian spices on the outside. And I put avocado, spinach. Oil and vinegar in a mix. It was like, uh, we did it, but it's got a lot lot of oil and vinegar. Spinach, avocado, and then some sweet peppers. But I put them in the microwave. I didn't want to hit them cold. I wanted them to be a little warm. They're just room temperature, and they were right out of the refrigerator. So then you microwave them for like 20 seconds or something. A a little bit, a lot of sweet pepper. Very little bit of hot pepper, like... Just a little bit to hit like a tang of it every so often, so, uh, like eight very little pieces of hot pepper. Put it uh, closed up beautifully. Uh, I cut it in half, and all the dressings and all the things and the provolone cheese and the and it was good. And uh, next time I want to try it maybe, uh, the, just uh, without the um, with a with a pig's foot. Oh God. You want dishwasher lasagna i'm going I'm going to end by talking about this. Um, you know I want to say it where I'm saying it where someone that I admired that like when I watch these Netflix specials on food, people's relationship with food, these things are brilliant. These things make you learn about people these these some of these Netflix specials about people, and I forget the name of them, look there's a few people doing it, sometimes it's done. It's always cool to learn about someone, but other times, you know, they're just done. Somebody nails it. They so beautiful, and they uh, they start talking about food from another dimension of like the backstory of the person. There's a, you know the one I, if you watch them, you know what I'm talking about. I just don't know the names, but you know like what their story was, where they grew up, and who they were, and the, their 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 journey. So it's all about food, but it's also about this you know the the story of this human and um. You learn about people. These these are like people say that look around. There's Mr. You know, Mr. Rogers' um, wife said, "Look around. There's other Mr. Rogers." And I say this a million times. I love that she said that. She could have just as sweet, just as nicely to say, "There'll never be another Mr. Rogers," and certainly everyone would understand. But I like it. She goes, "No, there are other Mr. Rogers. People that are have their hands on some of those uh, uh, specials about." the 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 food but this but more the story of that person and you learn about that culture just accidentally while learning about them and it humanizes them you're mr rogers and uh these so i want to say it where someone like that would understand what i'm saying and it's like i don't underestimate i have had it like my friend ha- I, what i mean is i've had it where it's all everything is fresh like my friend uh gina um Pretty closest I've ever had. Her parents grow the vegetables, and they grow the tomatoes. And she, she, her mom. It's like I'm talking like they rolled the 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 the, uh, the noodle in the house. They had their kitchen upstairs, and they have a pseudo kitchen downstairs. You know, like sometimes a lot of people do. That way, they can create more. You don't even know it; it's a secret. They got three things just on Bunsen burners downstairs. You know, or a portable little burner. They set up even if they set up a table. Just three things going. A lot, a lot of times the families do that. I'm sure of all, t- of all cultures. It tends to be, in a, I thought it was an Italian thing, but it might just be you know anybody that's cooking a lot of food and that and it does it a lot and gets good at it. You set up because you, you got to have a lot of stuff done. I've noticed that. You walk in there, nothing looks. All of a sudden, oh my God, where's all this food coming from? It's all properly stored in its area. It's eight things can be room temperature. Four things are in the oven. Two crock pots, but it's all, and they, you go and you say, what the fuck? That's how it is when I used to go down to my parents' uh, friend's house in South Philadelphia. Just like oh, it was oh, it was so good and peppers and so and so anyway, Gina's house. That's what it's like, and you can tell that. So uh, you can. It's not like I don't. have... If I was sitting here going, yeah, it's good, but no, it is a level of just. <laughs> it's just. It just is. It's glorious. It's glorious. It's. It's just. And when you're with good people and you're just having food, look, with the right people, any food is beautiful if you chose to sit around and eat together. And that is my point, not to be, but a step down from that, this is the point. I'm not telling you to eat a step down from that. I'm saying if you already do, like a step down from that is still probably better than you give it credit. We got some of these peppers from Vaughn's, and yeah, we did. We made pretend. I put them out on a glass little thing like when you went to Little Italy, how they would probably bring it over to your table and go, hey, these are some peppers. And one was a sweet pepper, and one was a hot pepper, mild, and the other one was really hot. And we made pretend that the guy put it down. He went, these two, this sweet, the hot one, try it, but like start with a teeny little bit. But the other two, you're good to go and you're eating, yeah, I'm not defying that the ones at that restaurant would be another level, all I'm saying is to step down from that, a jar from a supermarket can, can be that good and it's, it's a good thing, because it's saying wow, it's like for how easy this is, and I didn't grow it, and it's in a jar, and I bought it, like, it's it, and appreciate those things we made chocolate pudding the other night and it shouldn't be that easy we, t- we made chocolate instant pudding. You know, it's literally, what, four minutes? And it's thick. You can add vanilla extract if you want to. You can add bananas. We've got cheesecake. Made it. Cheesecake. Graham cracker um, crust. But even if you don't, even if you just make, you take the uh, pudding, you w- cream cheese, uh, yeah, cream cheese, cheesecake pudding. Or banana pudding. Add bananas in it. And then we just put it in the freezer. We, we tried at different levels. We had a little bit as soon as it was done, like four minutes later. We had like a little bowl of it. Then we put some in the freezer. And a long story short, in the freezer for about an hour, hour and a half max, it's still fluffy pudding, but it just got colder. After that, no. It, it's you know. So an hour, an hour and a half, it does firm it up a little. It's like freezing cold, but it's still fluffy. And it's so good. It yeah. You may as well get that. and May pretend that somebody did it, and put it in a cool cup, and bring it over. And like, it's fucking amazing just because it's like that easy. Don't. I've said this before about grilled cheeses, but I'm taking it to another level because being around the house, we we start a pudding. I never knew how good fucking pudding could be. So it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that. It should be like, oh no, I wish I could have pudding. Now I don't have the energy to. I mean, yeah, you can have the instant, but it's, come on. Yeah, I know, instant pudding. You know the minute you fucking put it in your mouth, it's not. No, it's not the truth. And even someone that made pudding from scratch, I hope, would go, he's right, it's it's a step down, but, yeah, I'm not going to be one of those people, ugh, it's horrible, instant pudding. Come on, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, and someone gave it to you in some Italian restaurant, it was in a really cool cup pudding, and then on the top, fresh whipped cream, And when they made the pudding, pudding in a pack, they had a little vanilla extract, maybe a little vanilla extract or whatever. But that's instant pudding. Four minutes. Don't tell me you'd know. Don't tell me you'd know. Okay? I've had it. All right, that's it. So you're great. So anyway, when I was talking about being motivated... I think that a good way to be motivated is, and I think these are good moments to have. And I'll leave you with this, with uh, you know the Tony Robbins. I was talking about those people, and then the the good people that you know they're not here to tell you one story, but a way to live your life. I try to acknowledge they exist back then, about ten minutes ago, and uh, and and then it's also here. Just I think one of the best ways is to do things like watch this uh, YouTube, you know, uh, stories you see on the internet or on YouTube or wherever Netflix specials. That you know that's what broke me off to talk about that. Uh, that you know about a, a woman that forgave a drunk driver because she realized now this story is just more appropriate because the woman is in jail because she killed a, uh a, uh her this woman's daughter now the woman you know knew that this woman went to jail and then she had a realization one day that that she drank and drove she never hurt anybody she lucked out nothing ever happened but she was her story is that she realized... Now, she wouldn't be able to say this if she never drank and drove, even though it's probably ultimately the right direction to go. For her, having a little self-realization, because she did, was a little easier, because she did drink and drive. She just never got caught. Never, nothing ever happened, thank God. But one day she woke up and she went, that is me. That's me in prison. And anyway, they end up, long story short, contacting each other. At first, the woman didn't respond and then she explains why and it's and they tour around now telling this story and talking about the hazards of drinking and driving to, to young people so that's how you learn about forgiveness and I think that's a good thing like I thought I'm gonna scour my life like it doesn't have to be that monumental are there any people in your life y- maybe you're even giving a hard time and if you can just oh that's that's me that could have that could have been me Wow, that it, and then maybe not, and then don't worry about it. Uh, until next time, everybody. <laughs> I'm done. Wow. Words are powerful, everybody. Right? All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. What a night. Words are everlasting. Huh? ba da That's the show, everybody. This was fun. I think I got the... I think I got it. Oh, by the way, on next week's show, I won a Chip Chip Chantry. Do you listen? At Chip Chantry, Todd needs help with his new idea. I'm starting to have a whole new business model for my performing. Up till now, I make fun of people. Everything I make fun of people, I keep losing people left and right. Make fun of people for this. Make fun of people for that social issues okay I can let that go for a little while but even outside of that I think I lose more people why do you have your dish soap out why don't use this just I can' not isn't there things I could talk about that the masses will agree still true to me so chip you need to start helping me write a new act I'm going to start complaining about things I'm gonna test it out in a small market and it's still me but can I just pick on things that we you, we all agree with that they're wrong and say and then talk about it do something I just I want to try it out, Chip, and I need your help. I'm not going to do this without your help. I need to, to to even if I go back to the old thing, even if I do, I just if I could have a new business plan. Still, maybe I can even use the band, but maybe I can't do these few of the dumb bits. I think there's something there. Uh, good night. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whatever it is. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean. I go deep. Bye, bye, bye. I need help. I'm going to get help. No, seriously. All right, good night. Good afternoon, good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Good night, everybody. Uh, everything's going to be fine. Wow. <laughs> Bye. boo <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Walking away from the mic taking a picture of the thing so I can see where we stopped. Do we leave this in? Where do I find? There's my camera. Hold it over the light. Give it a chance to focus. That is where the show ends.
1: It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. Not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. It's you I like. started a podcast <clears throat> a podcast network.